With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best The bad foot pumped up Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to the Barefoot Punch. I'm your host, as always, the Mug, your co-host, the logical one. The Pope is with us as well. And, of course, we take inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the AFL and NRL 2021 season. Let's speak. Welcome back to Logical One. Thank you, Mug. We are one week into AFL finals and already... You know, final certainties. There's three certainties in finals. We've already ticked off two of them. Hard luck stories in the GF. We haven't ticked that one off yet, but I can see that coming with Nathan Jones not getting a game. Suspension dramas. We've had that. And Gary Rowan not getting a kick in the first half of the match. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's very predictable, isn't it? Your man, logical. Jeez, he, uh, he had a bad one the other night, didn't he? Yeah, you had to go down to full back and start running out of the square to get some kicks, the poor fella. Um, and a uh, bit of uh, interesting coaching there too to send you. When, can you recall Gary Rowan playing down back at any stage, maybe in the last, or in the hoops at least? Not in the hoops, no. I think he did a little bit of that in, in Sydney at times, but yeah. Yeah, yeah they're really, uh, really, really desperate. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll get in and talk a little bit more AFL, of course, in a moment. But let's flip over and uh, introduce and welcome back to the program, the Pope. Yeah, thank you very much, Mug. Well, not finals. It has been a big week in rugby league, as they say. Two teams probably out of the premiership race as a result of one tackle. Got rule changes that no one asked for. Fair bit happening, Mug, this week in going to the last round of the regular season. Oh, very good, Pope. And um, and I did uh, notice that uh, the storm uh, actually uh, dropped one across the weekend. They did. This, in hindsight, 20, hindsight's 2020, I think, Mug, they say, but it probably was a while coming that they'd been building towards a average performance, but I think they'll be fine. There's, I think they've probably been in a heavy training block and they know what they're doing at this time of year, Melbourne, so I wouldn't have too many concerns as to what their premiership credentials look like as a result of that loss. And, uh, mate, you've been, uh, I know Logical's made reference to this a few times throughout the year, but you have been reading the storm like a book. Just know when to get them and know when to get off them as well. So uh, well done again on that stuff there, Pope. And uh, Manly and Penrith, a little bit slow to get going on the weekend, but 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 when it mattered, they, they got going. Yeah, big starts, weren't they, for both those teams, but they did put the foot down when they had to and came away with the win. It's sort of been a bit like that in the last few weeks in NRL that some of these teams might just be going through the motions, mm. waiting for the more important stuff in a couple of weeks' time, Mug. Yeah, it makes sense. And and I, I think uh, those teams would be more than happy just to get through with uh, well, not four points in rugby, is it two points and uh, move on to the next week. Uh, logical, just going back to the AFL uh, for a second. And, um, you know, we just wrapped up the Pope on the storm, but I uh, wanted to wrap you up, mate, because uh, you were um, you were on fire last week, not uh, tipping up that uh, port uh, premiership bet to the listeners because uh that looks really good now. Uh, made me look silly uh, when I was talking about going for the Cats. Um, but, uh, but mate, terrific um, tip up for the listeners. And, and I've got no doubt for yourself, you've had a good piece of that. So well done on that one, mate. Yeah, but as we know, last year, that first week of finals, both teams that won went on and then lost the prelims. So there's still a bit of work to do. 
for Melbourne and Port, uh, but they do look like they're in a good spot, both those teams. And mate, talk to us about that game. What did you see uh, in that in that game that you really liked about what Port were doing? And and on the other side of that, what did you see that uh, was quite concerning for you from Ge- Geelong point of view? Well, Geelong they look they look slow, mm. um, they look old. Danger doesn't look right, and and for the first time this year, even Hawkins looked a little bit slow. And he's and I still thought he was okay, but but Port that was some, that was partly due to the way Port played. But um, Selwood and Danger, even Guthrie's dropped off a bit. Duncan was good first game back. Um, we'll go into that a bit a bit later on. But but um, Geelong, you know, as we all know, they didn't they don't go well first week of finals, and they they stuck with that again this week and last week, and they were very unimpressive. And uh, and I guess the other uh, really impressive performance uh, from the weekend uh, came from Melbourne. Um, and I'll uh, and I'll ask you a similar question uh, again. Logical. What did you like about what Melbourne did? And um, and was there any danger signs for you from from what you saw from Brisbane? Well, Melbourne's midfield just playing really well at the moment, and and you know May and Lever down back with Oliver and Petrarca and Gorn. You know, they, they just looked really good. Um, Brisbane, I thought, they, they're really struggling for key forwards. Like if Charlie's Charlie's not getting ground ball goals, they're struggling a little bit in, in, with the ball in the air. And, and, and um, you know, they'll beat them in the midfield as well. So I don't think, I don't think Brisbane were, were horrible. Like I thought Melbourne were just really, really good on the night. And I think Brisbane should bounce back this week. Yeah, they are going to have to find some other avenues to go, whether that's Link McCarthy or whether Cockatoo needs to kick a kick a few. That sounds a bit funny saying that. But um, Zorko or, uh, yeah, they get, they're going to need to find some goals from their midfield because um, McStay big going to be a big uh, – big. well, he, has he been ruled out? Is that confirmed? No, I, I haven't heard whether that's been confirmed. Because was that – did they try and brush that under the broken nose um, rug or, or did they announce him as a concussion? I haven't heard whether he's announced his concussion. Mm, it's going to be uh, that. That's another thing logical that's going to be interesting as we get under these new concussion protocols. Uh, what sort of manipulating of these rules we might start to see uh, in these big finals? Um, are players, <laughs> you know, they might. I don't know. He just had a headache. Wasn't concussion. He's. Uh, but uh, he'll be right for next week. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how these protocols uh, stand up to the test of big prelims and grand finals, or whether it just gets uh, thrown in the bin. Um, it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. Um, we might chat some band beats, Pope. Let's go over to you in the NRL because uh, I know I definitely saw one. I think it was the round opener. Um, but mate, take us through it. I think we might be. Uh... Actually, we might not be. That was a one-point game, but the I'll go to the one the following night, Friday night. Um, Morgan, a man close to our heart, the modeler, would have been badly affected in in this one. So Warriors Canberra, which he was very strong on the Warriors, the modeler sixteen all two minutes to play. The line was plus six and a half in that, so can't be beat if you're on the plus there at sixteen all. Can you mug? But somehow in two minutes, Canberra scored two tries and covered that six and a half start and we were 12. Oh, no. Miraculously covered that six funny, and a half start. It's funny you say that, that Pope, I was talking to the modeler earlier on and he did put that up. But he also added the extra element that they were 16 nil up. To they were, that. yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's leaving out the head to head. But 16 nil up, so you're unlucky head to head. But then, yeah, absolutely. 
one of the worst bits of seeing to get done on the plus there. I didn't think it was possible to score two tries in two minutes, but Canberra did it the other night. Yeah, right. That is uh, that's that's nasty. Was there anything tactically wrong uh, that they did there? Like they didn't kick the ball down far enough into the field on the restart, or they what, what went wrong there? The, the tactical misjudgment came from Canberra, actually. Mug in the, in the last play of the game, for some reason that defied logic, they put up a bomb instead of kicking for touch and just killing the game. They put up a bomb which has connotations, like the fullback could catch the ball and sort of make a break. So there's no need to put up the bomb, but from that ensuing bomb, fullbacks dropped the ball and the scored. So the, the miscalculation came from Canberra, but they benefited from it in the end. Yeah, right. Very, uh, very good. And uh, logical, what about you over in the AFL? It's a pretty obvious one this week. Sydney Swans, they had six behinds in a row, went seven points down in the last quarter, and two of those were 20 metres out and hit the post. And then Who was it? Young, young Bell, and who was the other offender? Weeks. Um, yes. And then Buddy had a shot from 45 or so. Not as easy, but still. Yep. And then, um, you know, those all accumulated. You know, they were dominating the match and just couldn't get over GWS and you feel pretty stiff on the head-to-head there on that one. Yeah, they were all over them, weren't they? Uh, that was uh, that was a, a very bad one. I think 1-39, uh, to 39, I know we don't have much sympathy for those betters, but 1-39, to 39, Cats, uh, Port Adelaide, um, Power Pepper comes on as a sub, kicks two really late goals to put them over the mark and then late, a minute to go, Meningola has a shot at goal, not not necessarily an easy shot. He's probably forty meters out on the forty-five, but kickable. And uh, Meningola misses that one, and the, and the one to thirty-nine betters are probably thinking for all money this is going to be a tight, close contest in a final. And uh, bad luck, the one to thirty-nine betters on on that one. And logical, maybe even uh, it would have been a pretty lucky one, but that total in the Brisbane Melbourne game uh, that almost uh, that almost came through as well. Uh, I think it was Charlie Cameron. No, it was a Charlie Cameron late kicked a point and uh, and just sent that total over when we were on the under. Yeah, there was a couple of behinds late, um, but it did look gone. At, at it did times in the match. Um, I think there was Kasaya, Peck, Pickett, and Jackson Pryor were two of the late, late behinds, depending on who you were with. But I was sitting next to a guy who was on the higher level, the 152 and a half, and, and he got through that last four minutes uh, with no behinds. And then there was a behind with 15 minutes, 15 seconds to seconds. go. Yeah. Um, he was pretty, pretty on the ground. I was, I was already done, but he was uh, a <laughs> little poor fella. So. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, all right, old mate. Well, are you ready to get in and talk a little bit more detail? Uh, we can back over last week a little bit, if you like, as we preview um, these games and, um, and and chat to the uh, the listeners about what we've got coming up this weekend. Yep. All right, mate, let's do it. We'll um we'll keep uh, rolling through if you uh if you like your logical Friday night uh we're over to the west eight ten my favourite time slot for a game of football uh, Eastern Standard Time and where cats a dollar thirty eight take it on the Giants three dollars oh seven I think we started around about ten and a half and we've ticked out to sixteen and a half now um, on the back of money and Toby Green no doubt um, what are you seeing here we're talking about. Toby Green, um, this market must have been set by a good mate, Dicko, because I don't know <laughs> anyone else that could have thought that Green was actually not going to get rubbed out. But this price moved 
two points today after Green got rubbed out. So I don't know how that is even possible because for me, he was 95% going to get rubbed out. Uh, and, and as you know, our good friend Dicko thinks he shouldn't have and, and he's perplexed that he is. But I, I, he was, to me, he was just always going to get rubbed out for that. Uh, he pointed at the umpire. He swore at the umpire and he bumped the umpire. He got the treble there. Um, so that's moved. That price has moved again. I feel like it was priced in as if Green was not going to play already and then it's moved again. When I first saw this, I sort of thought that I liked Ge Geelong in this game. I even took a little bit of minus earlier in the week, but then I had a bit more of a look at it today. And Gino you know, West beat them a few weeks ago in Geelong. Green did kick four that day. Um, so he won't be playing and Cumming probably won't play either. But, but Geelong, you lose Stewart. Uh, danger's not 100%. And Sal was looking really beat up. Um, Duncan's a big inclusion, but second week back is always harder. Uh, but GOS from that game get Mumford, Hogan, Hopper and Kelly. So they had a lot of players out that day and put that together with their form not to being too bad. And I don't think Geelong are going particularly well. Um, I'm quite I'm quite keen on GWS here and I'll be backing them. Yeah, nice. And um, and you never know that. I mean, that market could even continue uh, to get a bit of momentum and, and keep ticking up a, a couple of more points. Um, I, uh, I didn't have a bet myself uh for this one but i do lean the gws i think that number is starting to get a little bit high with or without uh toby green and um and we did see against richmond logical that uh, when toby green wasn't playing they put taranto down who played the toby green role and actually played that role quite well um so it'll be interesting to see if the gws go with that tactic um coming up against the cats um this week um but yeah, as always with these finals, um, definitely uh, very keen to uh, to have a look and see what transpires. So I, I didn't have a bet for this one, but I, I, I did lean to uh, to GWS. So we are somewhat aligned there. Uh, good mate. Um, there's an early one for the listeners, and um, and then the second game um, Saturday night, Gabba, Brisbane hosting probably, Dogs. We probably, just, we probably should just touch on the fact that Geelong will be playing with 21 men rather than 22 as well. Because they have Gary <laughs> <laughs> Can he bounce back? Surely uh, on the uh, what are we uh, weather-wise? What are we seeing uh, this Friday night? I think the weather's going to be okay both games. Yeah, good hard fast track. Surely that's got to suit Gary. Surely he's got to uh, he's got to uh, get his hands on the pill and change around. Jeez, have we done any analysis on his complete final set across his career? That wouldn't no, be. Uh, no, I'd love to see it though. Yeah, wouldn't be pretty reading for poor old Gary. I don't think. Um, poor old Gazza. Let's hope he bounces back this week. Um, Saturday night, uh, Gabba, Brisbane, dollar sixty-two. Dogs, 2.31 here, eight and a half, started off at four and a half, logical. When the four and a half came up, I just thought, geez, I really want to get stuck into that. I'm, I'm really keen on that. And then I remembered how much money I've already got stacked against the dogs in my premiership betting markets. I have not laid a piece of green on the dogs all year and I have got a massive hole on them. And then I thought, I probably don't need to bet anymore on this game. I've got a, I've got enough to cheer uh, Brisbane without uh, putting any more. So I just left it alone. But, mate, what are you seeing here? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. When I first saw that four and a half go up, I was quite keen on Brisbane. Home ground advantage is going to be... If as big, if not bigger than any time, because no one else is really playing at home. 
dogs will be on the road for you know a few weeks they've got to go they don't go back to victoria they go from tassie up to there dogs form is not particularly that good like they they were okay against port the week before but gave up a big lead and then this week they, they beat essendon but i didn't think they were ultra impressive they played each other way back in round four so i can't really read too much into that that was in the wet down at ballarat so not looking at that too much um uh, the, the market's moved now moved to eight and a half nine and a half and at that price i think that's about the price now so yep. no no bet from where yeah no i i definitely agree with that the one thing too about the 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 doggies going up to Brisbane, um, and I know they've had a good week on a win on the weekend, and they're all probably fairly buoyed by that. But I reckon they've had to dig pretty deep into the emotional well to get up for that game. And you saw, you know, Liber and um, Jack McRae, and you know, have have really big games. And in the wet, you know, tough, tough, tough sort of game down there in Tassie. The travel, uh, the crowd at the Gabba. Brisbane coming off a loss, those boys being fired up for a big one. I'll be, I'll be shocked if uh, if if the dogs can repeat the dose and and get up and have a rousing win. In saying that, we did talk about the forward deficiencies at, of Brisbane, so that's uh, that's something. But the dogs also are pretty weak uh, down in defence as well, so maybe they they don't have to worry about that. Uh, that as much but uh again definitely definitely looking forward to this game logical was there anything else that you wanted to update us with regarding uh some futures yeah the one thing i again uh, I, I spoke about it last week and i thought port were value and i actually think they're still the value team in the in the um premiership market they get a home prelim uh they're not going to get a home grand final now unless something um, would happen yeah something different strange happens with covid but they still get that home prelim. So I think they start, you know, like that $1.70 range in that in that final against whoever they get out of Brisbane and the Doggies. And then they go to Perth and potentially if they don't get Melbourne, then I'd say they'd be favourite. And if they get Melbourne, they'll be outsiders. But the, the sum of all those prices, to me, says they should be about a $3.20 shot. And I think you can still get three sixty on on Betfair. So they're the team for me and I still like for the flag. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see too if, um, <clears throat> as often happens in these um, finals markets, if a, a Brisbane has a resounding victory against the Dogs, you know, do they shorten to a point and port lengthen out a little bit? You know, like you can always, uh, some funny things happen with these markets too uh, when nothing happens, I guess. Um, you can see the market move even though nothing really has impacted their chance really. Um, so, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to watch that one. Um, and, mate, was there anything else? that you had thrown your eyes over any disposals or anything like that no that's just um just ready to get in and speak some nrl and some let's uh, computations with the pope well let's do it right now let's get over there and speak some nrl with the pope nrl around 25 pope we have got to the line it's been a long journey 25 rounds in covid I'm going to ask you straight off the bat, Storm and Penrith, uh, one and two on the ladder, and don't need to win because they can't really lose that first and second spot. Do you think they'll play any games this week with their teams or do you think that they do want to finish top spot? I think they do. I think both of them do. There seems to be a little bit of pride in the minor premiership, logical one. So 
reading between the lines on statements made during the week that both teams take a bit of pride in winning the minor premiership and it obviously rests in the Storm's hands and they have named probably a better team than the rumours and innuendo insinuated was going to be the case this week. So I think, yes, is the answer that minor premiership does hold some sort of pride for both teams. Um, it's in Storm's hands to lose and I think they do want to win it and also, they're coming off a loss too, which is the other big factor there that they're seemingly quite disappointed with that performance and they don't really want to be going into the finals with two losses, I'd imagine. And that's certainly been the comments made from players and coaching staff this week. Yeah, okay. But there is some fun and games going on at the selection table. I hear Para have named a very weak side, which uh, I found was quite a little bit strange because there's still a slight chance of finishing top four, but I think they're just assuming that the, the, the Eagles get it done. Yeah, they've basically assumed they're going to be making their run from the bottom half of the eight, Parramatta, which is the team they've picked. They're, they've picked a genuine reserve grade team, which the other factor there is a lot of these players for Parramatta who are going to play this week haven't played basically much football in two years. Like Some of them would have played half the New South Wales Cup season before that competition got canned so they're going to they're going to the really underdone team and it makes some sense that they've had a largely origin unaffected team so a lot of their players would have played the majority of the club season without resting around origin so they've probably got some players who are a bit banged up and would want to have have a rest but yeah they've just basically made their decision that they're going to have to win four games to win the competition and giving up on that slight chance of finishing top four yeah, it's a real Rossi Lyon mentality in the AFL. He used to just, just did not care if he had the position safe in the last round. He just, just send out the uh, reserve team, and and it did prove to work quite well for him for over a couple of years. Yeah, quite quite topical this week too. He's been in the news a bit, Ross. Yeah, yeah. On the front page and whatnot. Yeah, the very polarizing character is old Ross the boss. All right, the first game of the round that you want to speak about that's Canberra versus the Roosters. Uh, the Roosters that's on Thursday night. Roosters a dollar seventy five, and two point favourites. Any uh, finals computations, and do you like anything here, Pope? Yeah, the finals permutations are Canberra need to win to keep any chance alive, and by any that if they win and Cronulla lose, they'll be they'll be in the eight. So high stakes for them. Having said that, motivation will tie into these prices as the week goes on. Logical one, but Roosters have named players coming back, and even though potentially they don't have a lot to play for, there's a slight chance they make the four. That they've named quite a good team with guys coming back from injury. So I'd be on the minus here. The Canberra form line isn't that impressive. They we touch on a bad beats, but they gave up 16 points to a Warriors team that didn't play that well to get the 16 point lead. So their form line doesn't stack up despite heavy motivation. I can only be on the minus here for Roosters back in the team. That put out on paper that I think they can cover that line on Thursday night. Okay, that's good. The, the Modler also is keen on the Roosters here. And I think this last round, anything the Modler likes, I really want to get that checked off with you, Pope, because the motivation and things, that's where it's really the model doesn't pick up these things in the last round. So if you agree with the Modler in the last round, then that's really good. Otherwise, I sort of won't be so keen on it. But here, he's quite keen on the Roosters. So that's very good to hear. And the second game of the round we're going to talk about is going to Friday night, Cronulla versus the Storm. The Storm $1.34 favourites and 10-point line. 
very uh, your ROI this year on the Storm Pipe is huge. So I'd be very interested to see what you think of this game. Yeah, as touched on, a lot of rumours around the Storm team is going to get put out this week. Logical one, it's changed over the last fortnight. I think it wouldn't be as strong a team if they had a one last week, but they've put out what looks a pretty good side on paper. Having said that, they are there is eight outs of that team, which goes to show the the depth they have in, in the side. To the game itself, I guess with these lines, it's you look at the 50-50 proposition, and I just think it's more upside on Cronulla here, like at the line of 10, 9.5, depending on which bookie, that they do have the motivation there. And even you do have the upside of even if Melbourne get out to the 12, 14 point lead, that they can potentially take the foot off the pedal. They, if the game's wrapped up in their eyes, then you still got that backdoor cover on your side there at this 9.5, 10 line. And with that Cronulla motivation, there's more upside in this at the plus, I think. Um, it is a good team to put out, but it is a lot of guys come back from injury. That forward pack hasn't played a lot of football. So to the game permutations itself that, you know, they might struggle late in the match as well. And also the upside if they are up by 12 or 14 and game in the balance that you can cover that way as well. So I think there's more upside in backing the plus in this one, logical one. Okay, Pope. I know you did actually didn't want to speak to you. Oh, this wasn't one of the games you put up to speak about, um, but I just did want to ask you a question. Um, Saturday afternoon, we got North Queensland and Manly Seagulls. And Manly are 23 and a half point favourites there. There's not many computations in this eight that I see one result affecting another one, but I did think that should the Eels and the Roosters lose this game, lose their games, and you will know the, the, how they've gone, could this be one that the Eagles rest in and one to look out for at a very, very big plus? Yeah, it's it's a good question because they have to they name twenty one man squads on a Tuesday. So in theory the, the team has to come out at that twenty one. So with that there can only be a certain amount of changes from the team that's been named. But there is still angles to be had around that that it could very well happen, logical one. It you know, like your turbos who's coming off a cheekbone injury, some other players who have played bulk of the season. There's enough wriggle room in those extended benches that would mean that you can re- you can rest your significant players for finals. So it's a really good call out from you that there is some attraction in the plus based on that. And even if they do play, it's still a big number. Like it's still 23 and a half. And we've sort of seen in recent weeks, these big lines can be hard to cover, even for the best teams in the competition. You, you still want to score a fair amount of points to cover these lines. So there's only more upside in this plus. I think for the Cowboys, they are playing at their home ground too. So we've got home ground advantage there. Last game of the year, there's there's probably a little bit of sign-off factor as well. So more upside in that number, back in the plus and the minus, I think. Logical one. I think if those two results go the way that uh, suit the resting, let's get someone down and be on top of Turbo Watch uh, and uh, we know how much influence he has on the market. Now, Pope, the, uh, one of the other games we wanted to speak about on Saturday was uh, um, at Sunshine Coast Stadium at 7.35. South Sydney Rabbitohs, $1.74, taking on St George at 2.10 and two-and-a-half-point favourites. This is history repeating itself. I don't know if you remember last year, logical one, but St George Illawarra Dragons played a game last round against Melbourne Storm that moved about 24 points. That Melbourne jumped, I think, 20 two-point favourites and Dragons end up 
starting the match about four and a half point favourites. Well, I this is repeated itself. This is the mailbag market mover of the year. This opens minus 23 and a half on Sunday nine and thinned to minus two and a half. So another another year of the permutations around who's playing, who's not. And you can still only back the Dragons at this at this price at plus two and a half or $2.10. They're, they're a better team on paper that it's the market's holding with Rabbitohs at favourites just based probably on the Dragons' recent performances. But the Dragons have a better 17-man squad than what, what the Rabbitohs do in this game. So they're, they're a bet here at the $2.10 head-to-head very much so and probably margins as well that they um, look a far better team on paper. This Rabbitohs team is a reserve grade team and similar to what I said earlier, there's a lot of players who have played very little football in the last two years playing for Rabbitohs. So outside of their ability, you've got where they've got the match fitness to be able to blast through an NRL game as well. So just digging into that a little bit deeper, how many of their gun players did the Rabbitohs rest? Seven or eight. And by guns, we're talking guns. We're... Walker, Reynolds, Mitt, Latrell's been suspended, Damien Cook, Cameron Murray, all their, their top seven is, is out of this game. So it's really significant effect on that team. Okay, and and you've convinced me there, but if I needed any more convincing, the models pick this up strongly and they make St George, he makes St George $1.31 point favourite, uh, $1.31, sorry, favourite. So he's thinking that's a big bet. You, you chose that the way South have rested their team. The motivation is not necessarily there for them. Um, it's, uh, you know, they, they, there's not much that can do for them. They can't really change their position on the ladder. Uh, everything stacks up. So I really love that one, Poe. I think it's an early bit too, logical one, that the winds have changed with these big market moves take a bit of time. So it's crept, crept towards the Dragons the week goes on, but it, doesn't really go in great blocks, and this hasn't gone enough, but it will in coming days, I think, that Dragons will end up jumping favourites in this match. So we'd want to get on early here while they're still two-and-a-half-point underdogs and around that $2.10 head-to-head. Okay. And then the last game of the round, Sunday afternoon, Gold Coast are taking on the Warriors. Gold Coast are $1.26 and 11.5-point favourites. The modeler is very, very – or his model is very keen on the Warriors at the moment, and once again – Keen on the Warriors here. Interesting to see your thoughts. Yeah, even though he got beat over the weekend, he was right in terms of that bet in that match. But the angle for me around this one is all about the Titans, around the impact on whether they can make the eight or not will tie heavily into this. So without going too in-depth for the last game of the round, that if Canberra and Cronulla both lose, Titans are a chance to make the eight. So with that in mind, the first bet, that I like in this game is Titans to make the eight. At some bookies, it's still around $6 defined. So the mathematical logic of this is obviously the multi of Canberra Cronulla to lose, which is paying about $2.25. And then if you look at the line, the points they have to make up at the moment are about 24 against Cronulla, which will, which will drop if they lose. So that line could end up being whatever they need to make the eight, which could be 15, 17. So you're looking at pick and price there $1.90, that, that's a $4.50 multi pretty much, and that's paying $6 at the moment. So I think there's a mathematical edge to be had there for starters. And with that, the line bet at minus 11 and a half, I think it's worth taking your chances that Cronulla and Canberra both lose underdogs as well. So 
Back in the minus 11 half an hour, I think we'll only move towards the Titans if they've got hopes of making the eight as the weekend goes on. So I disagree with the modeler, and a lot of that is motivation in terms of what they could have to play for on Sunday. Yeah, and the Cronulla are playing the Storm, and the way they've beaten up sides this year, that that they could just need to win that match. Um, you know, like, um, or not have to win it by a huge amount. So that that top eight angle, rather than them back being in the match, I really like uh that's a great shout, Pope. Yeah, and it sounds like there's a lot to that in terms of what needs to happen, but it basically is Cronulla and Canberra need to lose as underdogs. They're both going in as underdogs this weekend, so it's not it's not unrealistic by any means that Titans go into Sunday with a live chance of making the eight there. Yeah, yeah, good angle. Well, that's uh, it's it's a lot to digest, Pope, in the last round of NRL. Um, there have even been more to digest should some of those games have fallen in a, more of a domino effect but there's all i love it i love these last rounds and the motivation um so that combined with the modeler um yeah, it's been I, I won't say uh we had a one listener a little bit angry that i said it was a great episode but it's been a uh, it's been a fun episode today boys um and uh let's hope the listeners also agree um and uh, i might send it over to the uh to the mug to sign us off As always, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.